got Casey Kasem. Casey Kasem. Oh, Dick Clark died. Right, Dick Lars. Clark died. Dick Lars. Clark dead. <laughs> Found to be a human cyborg. He had been dubbed the uh, the longest living teenager. In fact, he was actually just a robot. Um, his parts will be harvested. His limbs will be sent to each corner of the kingdom as a warning to other cyborgs that they shouldn't infiltrate the entertainment business. And we will all learn a hearty lesson as a result. Yes, dead at the age of 943, Dick Clark. No one will be rocking this New Year's Eve, at least not to a horrible cyborg. Well done. Okay. We are... Okay, wait. Okay. I have this weird... What? Okay. And you're hearing it right now? Yeah, just a little bit. Like, I hear it on some shows, and I don't hear it on other ones, which is kind of weird, but I think it could be just the way... The Phantom Echo. Yeah, it is. It is. It'll come, it'll go. Fuck it. All right. (laughs) Brent has a lot of things like that, where he's like, wait, everybody, stop. All right. All right. Let's begin. Shows. Three, two, one. Welcome back to the Far Out Podcast. My name is Todd Perry. To the right of me once again, Buck Perez. Todd, how are we doing? And sitting in, in the third chair from the rotating gang of cigar store Indians comes <laughs> Lars Kenseth from hey. Mega Boom. There he is. How's it going, guys? Doing great. Now, now Lars, the funny thing is, um, when I used to do a show called Low Budget FM, yes, we were recording in the same garage in beautiful Koreatown, beautiful. California. Beautiful Koreatown. Yeah, that's right. It's so funny because I never saw you guys. It would only be, it would just be like uh, just vestiges of your being there, hype beer and, and stuff like that. Yeah. Just tons. Like we, we, we'd always make what we called the hype pyramid, where we would <laughs> stack heights on top of each other. But right. it was always funny because. When you guys started recording in that garage, it was this weird kind of territorial thing where uh Really? Yes, where because that was, <laughs> you uh-huh. know, that was where we recorded the show. So, right. what would happen is you know, it would be a, you know, a winter's evening and it would be cold and Mark and I would be bundled up ready to get into that pit of horror which was the low budget barn, <laughs> which was I'd say this garage is much more accommodating. Oh, for sure. You know, it's gaining in personality. It almost has the personality of the barn, but the barn was a dangerous place. It felt like most of the wood in the barn was waterlogged and the thing could collapse on you at any moment. Oh, yeah. One night we were doing a show and I was sitting with with Mark Chambers and John Salwin. And Salwin's sitting there and Mark and I look at each other because it's right behind John's head. John can't see it. And there was a spider... (laughs) <laughs> slowly descending from the rafters, like coming by his head. And Mark and I knew, we, we kind of made eyes at each other like, oh, shit. And we knew that if John knew that spider was there, John would never show up again. He'd oh, freak God. out, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, Buck, you know John as well. Oh, yes, very uh, 
Yeah, I think when he saw this garage, he kind of had a look on his face like, oh, shit, again. Yeah. You know, type of thing. So, yeah. <laughs> again. Right. Right. Once yeah. I thought I was out. So, I remember one night I was sitting there and the spider was about ready to land, descend upon John's head and, you know, give him the voodoo and kill him. And Mark and I were like, oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. We had possums that ran in and out of there. Oh, right. Yeah, that's wow. crazy. And uh, I think Chaffee named the possum. But uh, <laughs> we, what would happen? Get out of here, Steve. God damn it. Well, now we're all here in the friendly confines of Lakewood, California. It is friendly. Well, I'm on your turf, and I'm very respectful, and I won't steal anything except maybe this lava lamp. Oh, we got to turn the, the, the butt. Can you turn the lava I've lamp on? I've been trying to for an hour now. You <laughs> won't even reach over there. Look at that. I did that on purpose. Anyway. Oh, well, fuck it. Yeah, fuck so, it. So uh, we'd like to thank Lars for coming in on the show once again from Mega Boom. Thanks, guys. And for anybody who cares uh you can hear me not just on this show but on a, a little show called the brian whitman podcast where you can hear me uh making a little hot talk as well Ooh. we get to work with a hero hero of mine named brian whitman Ooh. but uh gentlemen recently uh, a friend of our family uh, uh it was, it's kind of like a, f- a family friend of my wife's and i and they have a kid who converted to the religion known as Mormonism. He's a member oh. of the Church of Latter-day Saints. Oh, wow. The Mormons. The Mormons, yeah. You, you, see that? you ever see that on YouTube whenever you're looking up like a rock video on the right? It's like a black guy and a black woman. It's like, yes, we are Mormon. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> they have all the sponsored videos. It's okay to be Mormon. Yeah, all the sponsored videos. I've never seen that. No, you never seen that? No. Mormons make better sandwiches. They, do they make... <laughs> Mormons also wear hats. <laughs> Mormons make the most kick-ass jelly in the world. We have a <laughs> one of my wife's. Uh, she's a school teacher, and one of the parents uh, they have a very large Mormon family, and they make jelly, and they give us the jelly. And I swear to God, it's next level. It's like, you know, if if you go to Riverside, mm-hmm. that's where you go for your meth, right? Yes, you always. want you want preserves. You could go with the Church of Latter Day Saints. Like, they're not drinking, and so they're busted. They're not drinking caffeine. They're right. not drinking booze. They're not snorting meth. Their they're, mind is clear. Even more than the Amish, you're saying? Yes. Wow. They make some wicked ass jelly, and it's next level. Like I ate it, and it was like that. Just scratched an itch I didn't know I had. Now, is mm. it one of those things where it's like you start using the jelly for other things other than like sandwiches or toast? It wouldn't be appropriate in the Mormon lifestyle. Oh. All right, but being that you know, <laughs> being that we may have a Mormon president at a certain point, you yeah. know, there's a fifty percent chance of us having a, a Mormon president. Sure, you know, could happen. We we, we got to cuddle up to our uh, Mormon brethren. Let's find out what it's all about, but not too close because I don't think skin contact is allowed. No, they they do not. At least not with clothes. No, they do not. <laughs> but so I went to a because the uh, friend of our family uh, they had a wedding. And it was a Mormon wedding, mm-hmm. oh. and it was it was very bizarre. It wasn't like a uh, you know you a traditional Christian wedding or whatever. Right. Like they get married in some secret chamber elsewhere, right? And then they just come. You go to this Mormon church, which is like a, a normal Protestant church you look at, but there's no crosses anywhere. It's like a bat church. It's like they deep oh. yes, <laughs> bat church. It's all underground and shit. Yeah, <laughs> this is crazy. No, it was like they debranded the church of anything. Like uh, Christian, right. even though they're mm. they're into Jesus too and Mormon, you know. It's like, oh, they might <laughs> there might be a copyright out on that cross. You better not use it. <laughs> right, yeah, <laughs> Let's yeah. come up with our own thing. Yeah. Mm. But they haven't come up with it yet. No, yeah. I, it was like the focal it's white point. Walls. Yeah, and you're, you're looking at they have the organ, and you figure right on top of the organ, you just have a big bloody fucking cross. 
Nothing. 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 Wow. But so we went to this Mormon wedding. And Mitt Romney's face is the only thing you see. I know. I, I, I wanted to <laughs> sit and talk to the people and be there. So you guys, you guys uh, like that Mitt Romney and just have them just go into hysterics about how excited. Because I'm sure they, they fucking you know, love Their it. Their version of hysterics. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's, he's, he's quite good. He's quite good. He's he's nice. He's uh, he's uh, appropriate. So where's slacks? Well. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, what happens was eventually this moves into like the social hall there, and I swear to God, I have never seen so many white children in my life <laughs> as at a Mormon wedding. Like literally, like normally wow. when you know you grow up in L.A., the white man. The white guy doesn't have a ton of children. Like, if you see a white guy with more than two kids, usually, as a white person, you look at them and you kind of frown. Yeah. You go, oh, no. What, what kind of resources are you using Poor up? Your, yeah. Goddamn. <laughs> I saw, like, 25-year-old people roll up with, like, five kids. It's shocking. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It is shocking. Um, I'm working with a guy right now who, who is a Mormon, and he's, like, in his early 30s. I think he has, like, four, four or five kids already. Yeah. I'm like, you know, wow. That's a... That's a that's a head of cattle. That's some you got you're you're making a commitment. Right. That's when you start making your own preserves in the garage when you're like <laughs> That's the only thing you can do to keep yourself sane. I gotta, exactly. But, Get me away. But it was like it wasn't like, you know, <laughs> if this was like normal, you know, folk, they'd be sitting there like, "Oh my god, these kids are driving me nuts." And they'd be stressed about it, but there is like this weird light and joy about all of them and they're like all like really nice and it was a it was a culturally quite different thing to experience as like you know being a dude from la or whatever right. i'll go hide behind my my rage and my fake smile to work on my more of my fake smile strawberry preserves yes <laughs> it's the exact opposite of the kids in the mall with the leash is what it is yeah no <laughs> wait a second these kids those, stay close just because how did you know yeah. i was at the mall <laughs> you know those kids are uh Yes, not good. Leashing kids, huh? Yeah. I didn't know that was a you thing. Didn't, you, you haven't seen that? No. Yeah. you never seen that? I don't think so. Oh, you well, you were telling me earlier you've never been to Disneyland. <laughs> I've never so been. That's when you see it. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm a Mormon. I'm actually not allowed. Yeah, leashed up white kids. <laughs> you've been there how long? <laughs> I know, I know. Everybody, most people who I tell I haven't been to Disneyland, they're like, we got to go. We got to go right now. Holy shit. Like, what, is, yeah. what is wrong with you? <laughs> It's the happiest place on earth, motherfucker. Let's go. I, I, sir, I stopped at this bus stop for three seconds just to tie my shoelace. I don't know how, <laughs> yeah. this, how this happened. Say what? <laughs> We're going to find all the hidden Mickeys today. <laughs> oh, the hidden Mickeys. I just heard about that like two weeks ago. Because Disneyland is now, because they have the um, like season pass holders where there's people that go fucking every day. Right. right. Yeah, that now they've had to make Disneyland obscure. Like there's like hipster Disneyland where there's many different levels of Disneyland. <laughs> sure. fan. There's those like you and I sure. who go there. We want to ride Space Mountain. We want to hit the Matterhorn, and then we want to see the, the the electric parade, and then we split. These people are like standing outside the bushes of Autopia, going, <laughs> "I hear there's a little lawn jockey that's hidden right behind there. We can find it. There's a basketball court on the Matterhorn. Yes, <laughs> there is." Yeah, and no, exactly. Club, Club 33. Right. Yeah. They want to get in there. That's their Studio 54. If you hide in the bushes near the log flume, every 300 logs, there's one Walt body. Right, wow. yeah, yeah. To ride him down. Yes. Yeah, there's one rigamortist out Walt Disney. <laughs> you just jump on like board. wave it at you. On leap years, they throw Roy Disney down the flume. <laughs> wow. Speaking about uh, Song of the South. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, so it was just a really weird uh, experience with the amount of like children, and it was a wedding without any booze. It was like lemonade and sure. good salad, but um, <laughs> it was a totally... 
totally different experience. It was like it was probably what I figure small town USA is kind of like in a mm-hmm. weird way. Sure, you know, was it like a Stater Brothers commercial? The heart in the heartland, we're working hard. Good in salad, the... incidentally, I yeah. think is a great name for a Mormon rock band. Yes, Stater Brothers, commendable coleslaw, playing this week. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, recently, because I am a uh, law-breaking son of a bitch. I've had to take oh. online traffic school. Oh, sure. And you know, lots of times people with the SATs and stuff, there have been complaints that they might be culturally biased. Yeah. Like there might be weights and measures questions that people who are maybe in a minority group won't understand, or they just, it hasn't passed by their cultural window. Yeah. You know, there's there's certain things. I that, don't know what the diameter of my ascot is. What's an ascot? Exactly. It, 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 they'd have no, and, and, you know, and the other way, like if... um. You know, Buck went to the Beverly Hills, you know, equestrian center, and he was like, that shit, that shit cray. Yeah. And they're like, CRA, what's that the stock ticker for? (laughs) (laughs) They wouldn't get it. Cadmium rights authorized. Damn the man. There you go. And so I was taking this uh, online traffic school the other day, and I was like, oh my God, I didn't realize that online traffic school could be culturally biased. Huh? So I, I there was a couple of questions I wrote down and, and I don't know if you guys know the answers to it or whatever, but it was definitely <laughs> speaking to the fact that I think this online traffic comedy school was definitely a there's no comedy in it. Oh, while well, the comedy is in the <laughs> I, I, one quick thing about the comedy school because I, I had taken the comedy traffic school once yeah, before because I'd <laughs> I was actually driving my girlfriend's car through uh, a light where they had a, a camera and um, oh. and I was a. Uh, Kind of drunk. Anyway, so but I got I got caught going through the red light, and uh, I took the comedy traffic school. And the comedy in the traffic school for me, I don't know if it's the same for you, Todd, but it was like uh, every ten questions you'd cut to like a silly sign, like "Look out, aliens crossing!" Right. And then there was one sign that they cut to, which was like actually the sign that they have near the Mexican border that shows a family running. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. that was a crazy sign. I'm like, that's an actual sign. That's an actual problem. <laughs> that's yeah. not comedy. Yeah. <laughs> People have died. Like they had to pull that sign out because shit happened. It's not like someone yeah. goes, no. "That'd be funny if we had some Mexicans crossing the street and put that on a sign." Right. He was saying Alien Crossing. <laughs> oh, he was saying Alien Crossing. That was what he was saying. That yeah, is that, true. That was what he was saying. They were all variations. His comedy was deep. You guys just didn't get it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> if great. I was in the if I was in that class, I'd be the one in the back of the room applauding. <laughs> I'm thinking they should also sentence comedians to a certain kind of comedian traffic school. Right. We're yeah. not learning about like actual traffic stuff, but it's kind of like we're gonna sentence you to reading like five great George Carlin monologues. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna and like <laughs> here's some Mitch Hedberg, and then then we're gonna make you watch Richard prior live live in long beach in 79 (laughs) and then hopefully improve your comedy the one time i did that shit was at this uh place and i worked at a starbucks that time this is by the el moroccan yes it's el moroccan our old department there's this guy that always used to come in every day with like a thermos and he would fucking ride his 10 speed and this is like he was um like fucking quicksilvered out like he would have the total like lance armstrong shit on all the time but he looked like fucking like aging hippie douche he had like long ass hair shit like that so needless to say we always made fun of him everything like that i have to take comedy traffic school for whatever reason and guess who the teacher is fucking bikes yeah he bikes bikes in like not even driving like i'm like he doesn't even drive why should he be teaching traffic school i I see him every day biking yeah that's why i'm like what the fuck are you doing here dude like anyway one of the least funny people in the whole fucking world yeah Yeah. he he was not funny so i i brought the comedy 
Like oh, I'm yeah. like, yeah, you know me. I'm not gonna let it let it pass. Yeah, I was, I was outshining him at one point. You know, really? Yeah, it was hilarious. You're, you're one upping the comedy so traffic. So then, like next week, he sees me at the Bucks, and you know, he tries to like give me shit. You know, yeah. next time, you know. I'd appreciate if you want, you know, you start critiquing I love that next me. time, like, yeah. like you're ever going to be in traffic school with that That's particular what I told guy. I'm like, I'm like, there's no chance in hell I'm ever taking your class again, buddy, anyway. So. Do you know how much money I had to shell out of my own personal finances to buy these red clown noses? Yeah. <laughs> They're not cheap. <laughs> you know, my, my father uh, had the greatest line of all time, which I always, I, I, I kept in my back pocket to use for certain occasions and my dad said he was at traffic school and this was before you did online traffic school you did it you know like buck in a room full of people and my dad said that right at the end you know everybody's looking at the clock they're ready to dismiss the class and my dad stepped up and said um i'd like to know um when's the class reunion (laughs) (laughs) second favorite ron perry joke is uh (laughs) My dad was a salesman, and uh, the, the the joke was, "What does La Quinta mean in Spanish?" It's a next to Denny's. <laughs> so anyway, so accurate. Uh, it's so good. Yeah. But uh, so I, I took this uh, traffic school class. So uh, I, it was totally culturally biased. I, I they completely wanted to get minorities from passing traffic school. I could yeah. tell it was another plot by the man. Let's hear. It. And so the first one was. How many glasses of Beaujolais wine does it take for you to reach point oh eight? Wow. On the, Beaujolais. Yeah, Beaujolais, like a French yeah. uh, kind of really berry tasting wine. I'll say four. Okay, well, um, there's not an exact answer, but it's it's somewhere between, you know, uh, one third of a craft of, of Beaujolais. A craft? <laughs> a craft. A, a, a what? A French. Uh, yeah, what the fuck? A, a, a carafe. Yeah, a carafe. A carafe. It, get, it gets even worse. That's what it is. It's like, an, another one was, what's the maximum speed posted on the Montauk Highway in the South Fork of the Hamptons? <laughs> what are you talking about? I, that, I wouldn't even know how to answer talking? this. But this was an actual at... It's, wow. It's 35, by the way. Oh, oh you know this. <laughs> you go to Puff Daddy's white party. <laughs> Well, but it was horrible. I have a lifetime. And so, and there's another one. This was this was probably by far the worst traffic school question I saw. It was I can't believe these. How many chuckers did the world's longest polo match last? But there was a hint. There was yes. a hint. Yep. It was held at the Strom Branch Equestrian Club. Mm. Oh, that narrows it down. So how the hell could oh, you pass this? Uh, yeah. How answers, the hell? Answers eight. Yeah. Oh, it is. <laughs> that was Fuck the longest really chuckers. The highest society man I've I mean, met today. Yeah. I was there. You <laughs> when, well, when it happened? Yes. What, were you riding or were you playing goalie? Or? No, polo is something I gave up. It's a, it's a leg. <laughs> to do this. Bad leg. <laughs> to do, oh, you have a bad polo bad leg? leg? Were you bad landed polo. on by a horse? Oh, yes. Twice. Jumping accident? Two horses at once. Wow. Yes. On your leg? Yes. God. That's a dream most men have but never <laughs> achieve. Yeah. Mounted by a filly. <laughs> but I was thinking about this. I, I thought to myself, I bri- briefly thought in my life that I would have loved to be a traffic school instructor. Because oh, think geez. about this. As somebody who does a podcast, that's a captive audience. Right. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I'm, going that's anywhere. what I'm saying for this guy. <laughs> that's all he cares about. Legally, <laughs> have to hear me. It was like when I worked for the YMCA with the kids. I just work material all day. You yeah, know? yeah. Sure. They'd be like, Mr. Todd, quit it. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I find I do that at a Life Touch. Oh, working with the kids? When I'm at schools. I'm running comedy and... I think in one uh, school this week, I was like, whoa, tough crowd. 
Yeah. The, the tough crowders, <laughs> tough crowd of fifth graders right here, huh? Uh, obviously, not the jokes. your material doesn't work with the tween audience. Not working, no. But imagine that. You just have, you have eight hours, and they're, they're, they're maybe giving you 200 bucks at a time. You're right. just like, all right, so what's everybody in here for? And you start working the crowd. Like, wow. Where you come from? You would be... You, <laughs> you look would, like an idiot. You yeah. would be the teacher who'd be the one who'd come early, sit in the back of the class, be like, gee, I wonder who's teaching this shit. Yeah, talk shit about yourself. And then just <laughs> walk, and then at one point, just walk up. Hey, guys, how's it going? Uh-oh. You know, uh-oh. Flip oh, the script on you there. <laughs> look who I am. You thought I was the guy with seven DUIs, but actually, I'm the teacher. And now we're going to get it. I'm not yeah. showing you red asphalt tonight. <laughs> I'm yeah. showing you a squirting flower. Wow. Oh. <laughs> no, I think that, that'd be a good transition in your life, Todd. That's, that's a good... That'd be fun. I mean, yeah. if it paid the bills, you know. So, oh, it won't pay the bills. No. Damn it. Nope. You'd have to ride your bike to work like that, dipshit. <laughs> Communists? Termites? What terror lurks next door? Find out on Tales from Suburbia with Todd Perry. I'm a married 35-year-old man. As much as I try to live the life of a young, hip guy running the scene, having drinks, talking to the people, working in L.A., being like, you know, you want to project this image. But let me be honest with you. I'm a 35-year-old man living out in the suburbs, digging up plants. And, you know, I I have... uh, I have this very normal fucking life. And, I, and, and in, a, in a weird way, I try to live it ironically, but it is my life. Like you guys <laughs> oh, look seen. at the next eight hours of gardening I have to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'll, be, I'll be mowing my lawn ironically. You know, it's, it, but, but, you know, it, honestly, it is my life. I'm a 35-year-old fucking responsible man, and, and that's what I, I, I live. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come out of the closet and be that way. I mm. party. I have a good time. I do the show, you know, but... You know, I'm a normal fucking dude. Like, but congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I'm not living the high, Good fast-paced going. life of Mr. Lars Whoa. here. Look at this guy. Uh-oh. Mr. Hollywood right Man. here. <laughs> Mr. 35 minutes away. Right, you guys oh, live over there. You, you, know. you guys Habit, would do 35 minutes. At least once every show. <laughs> that happens at least once every show. But um, <laughs> at a certain point, you know, I'm 35. At a certain point, uh, my wife and I probably in two years have decided... We're going to procreate. Oh, oh yeah. We're oh. going to make some babies. Yeah, do it. This is by your choice. I, I'm more into it than her, yeah. You are. But I, I, I love kids. I, I like kids. I think kids are cool. I want to deal with it. I think it's one of those things that I don't feel completely ready for it at all. But once it happens, it'll be like, whoa, cool, rad, this is fun. Like my buddy Microphone, who was like this crazy hippie guy, yeah. who's a <laughs> oh. wild son of a bitch, would always be like, you know what, man? Like, You think it's like totally not cool, but like eventually you'll be like dad and you'll be like totally into it and be just as into it as you are living the crazy swinger life you know like you'll be into it so i'm like all right cool i don't know what it is but when i get into it i think i could do it yeah sure that's sage advice from mr rafone 
Yes, and you know Mr. Raffone. Yes, yes. <laughs> he is a, he was the only man thrown out of a Santa Monica bar for smelling too bad. Oh, <laughs> and it's a town where they embrace homelessness right. more than anywhere in the world. Wow, that's he, pretty hard. He called me. He's like, I got thrown out of the bar. I was like, why? He goes, I smelled. I was like, Santa Monica, they cater to you mm, people. Right. They throw out the good smelling people in Santa Monica. I that's smelled. Right. <laughs> You're not committing to hipsterism unless you smell bad. Dude, just he... The funk of 40,000 years, but one of the funniest, greatest guys in the world. <laughs> Pornopticon.com is website. But uh, so Mike and I, you know, talking about that, but I figured uh, when I do have kids, um, it's interesting because I'm into this idea because I wasn't raised in a nuclear family. Lars, were you from a nuclear family? I was you... from a nuclear family, yes. Okay. And Buck, pretty much so, right? Divorce, but you had a stepdad. You had. Yeah. Uh, parents divorced when I was nine. My stepdad was there, pretty much, yeah. Okay, and I, I was pretty much raised by my mother, oh. you know, like a single parent. Now we're going to get Mark Maron. Yeah. No, no. Let's uh, <laughs> uh, so I, I don't have any concept of this whole big family thing. And sure. so to me, it sounds like this cool thing I could like do. It's not like returning back to my childhood. It's right. like I get to create it however I like. Hmm. And so I'm, I'm always into that idea. You know, I and can now, do it. Are you, you're, you're looking at it like you want to be cool dad. I don't know. What you want to be the cool dad. I don't know if I'd be the cool dad or maybe overly strict just to overcompensate for the like to be a real like Ward Cleaver kind of dad. Hmm. So I wanted to see if I could actually be a father. So, um, Buck, yeah, I'm trusting you. Oh, okay. To throw <laughs> at me whatever I can, whatever scenario you think works. Now, Lars, yes, I want you to be my third. Uh, 14-year-old teenage I can play younger son. if you need me to. I Well, you know what? How about this? But you you choose <laughs> you choose the age of the child and the scenario, and okay. I'm going to see whether being a man who wasn't really raised with a father figure can actually <clears throat> be a father to young Lars. Okay. Young Lars. Okay. So, well, I'm so young. I have no well, I have my whole not, life ahead you're not of so, me. Well, not so young cuz I want to place it, you know, at a very uncomfortable maybe like uh 12. All right, 12. Oh, 12. And, you feeling uh, that, Lars? Right. right. You're just... Uh, I'm 12. <laughs> Show you a bit. But uh, you're very creative, Lars, yeah? I like drawing. Yeah, you, you love drawing. You, you have crayons. You still, you still do crayons. I like crayons. <laughs> crayons. I eat some. <laughs> Not all of them. And uh, much like, uh, what was that, Superbad, uh, the notebook, you start drawing on your wall, yeah? Yes. Yeah, you start drawing penises on your yes. wall. Yeah, so... Todd walks in and finds, you know, just maybe like a sky full of sky blue penises on the wall. On, on the wall of his bedroom. Yeah, it's a wall. It's a sky sky scene. Okay. Yeah. I, th- I think as a father, I could I could figure out how to deal with this. All right. All right. Hey, uh, I'm knocking on the door here. Come, come in. Hi, hi, Lars Perry. Hi, hi, Dad. Um, you know, I happen to notice that on the wall you were writing with a pencil. Uh-huh. You were you were drawing. Um, it's a crayon. Okay, it was a crayon. Okay, um, you're dry, drawing pictures of private parts on the wall. Now, is there something you want to talk to me about about your your interest in that? I want to have five hundred wee wees. On I draw them on my wall. Now, do you, are, are those pictures of your wee wee or other people's wee wees? It's a wee wee I made up in my mind. His so name's Phil. So these are all Phil's wee wee. No, it's the wee wee's name's Phil. It's Bob's wee wee. It's Bob's wee wee. Oh man. Okay, now is there some reason that you're doing this? Are you trying to express anything, Lars? I want allowance. <laughs> so you're drawing wee wees on the wall to make an allowance. I want fifty dollar allowance. 
So you want fifty dollars? Okay, Lars, I, I think that's a bit much. Are, are you saying to me that you are going to somehow ingest or engage with these wee wees to to make more allowance? In I your- pay each wee wee a small amount of money mm. out of the fifty dollars, and then they make more wee wees, and then I tell them to watch you when you go to work, and you don't expect it, but then they'll get you in the car and say, "I want more money," and I don't. <laughs> I'm not going to bed at seven o'clock. Good Lord, Tom. Okay, Lars. Um, I'm just gonna let keep drawing the wee wee's on the wall. Are you gonna let Sarah do? Sarah, yeah. Sarah, Sarah is not happening. No. Our fucked up kid drawing dicks on the wall. I can't do this. I'm leaving. I need more crayons. I ate all the crayons. You're gone. All right. Well, I think that was a little bit difficult. I don't know if I'm prepared as a father to do that. I hit you. I hit you with the shock and awe. Yeah, that I just was to a fucking little, hit you real quick. That where, was a little much. Where have I been, guys? I don't, I don't recall the last five minutes. <laughs> oh. Wow, wow. Right, deep trance. Maybe, maybe there's maybe there's something easier as right, a father okay. maybe, I could deal maybe, with. Maybe uh, a little later on. A little on. stressed. Uh, maybe not, I don't want to have kids now. I'm, I'm yeah, doing. No, I'm raising see, a tortoise. I'm, I'm, and, I'm trying to scare you. So anyway, later on in life, maybe <clears throat> you know he's, yes. he's mellowed out a bit. Right. Maybe around the age of twenty, something like that. Okay. Your first beer together. You guys are enjoying your first beer, okay. you know, the first legitimate, like, here, son. Or maybe it's a little younger than that. Okay. Uh, All right. Let's do it. Yeah. He's like um, 18. There's like vacation. Son. And go. Son, there's something about a thing called alcohol. And I feel that either Ugh. you're going to go drink yourself uh, out with your friends. I already those- do, Dad. Come on. No, but you don't know how to drink. I do too. I fucking stick my knife in the bottom and I open the top and I stick it in my mouth and then I let it all go down my gullet. Oh, that, that's not the, the the best way to drink, Lars. There's, the, you know, um, what kind of beers are you drinking right now with I your don't friends? Know. Who cares? Beers? No, no, Lars, you got to yeah. have some taste, Lars. You got to know the difference between an ice brew, a regular beer, a domestic. Here, I'm going to pop open right now what is a... Um, it's a uh, it's a Stella Artois. It's a more refined beer. Oh, you know? lame. No, it's it's not lame. It's actually the the ladies like it when you drink a nicer beer. And you know what, Dad? I'm gay. <laughs> Why do you think I've been drawing these penises on the wall for the past twenty years? So, oh, Jesus. Well, okay. <clears throat> now I'm gonna have to. Call. I'm. This is between you and I. Don't tell your mother yet that you're gay. Well, what he did, Mom knows. What? Talk to her about it like three years ago. Sure, Mom knows. You didn't for years, feel yeah. you didn't feel open to to speak with me about your homosexuality. It wasn't like that. I don't know. I was kind of busy. Now, what what kind of gay are you? Like full are, on, full on, super gay. Full on, I love penises in my penises. Are, are you a a top or a bottom, Lars? You a bear? I'm power top, power bottom. So you're <laughs> versatile. Yes. Wow. Switch switch home run hitter. Now, uh, what kind of men are you into? Fucking the strongest and the most foreign men I can find under a bridge. Oh, God. Wow. Under a bridge? Yeah. Do you need sex that bad? Isn't there a way that you, maybe you can go online and find like a nice, a Listen, nice rich man? Listen, I killed the Stella, right? Can we get another like eight of these? I'm, you're harsh in my buzz. I had actually drank several more before we sat down together. Wow. Sarah! Sarah, please! I can't do this anymore. Mom, Dad's freaking out about the gay thing, just like you said. I didn't mean to freak out. I mean, it's fine that you're homosexual, but I mean, you're you're. you're, ah, the, you're shit! The, I ate all the Crayolas. And he doesn't. And he draws horribly too. He's not one of the artistic gays. He's just a truck stop gay. 
Okay, cut to two years later. All right, this is our final attempt here. Two, I mean, two, two years later, Todd finds something in his room. Doesn't know what it is. Could be some kind of narcotic substance. Okay. You you doing drugs, you know all the drugs in the world. Yes, yes. But also at this time, your son has recently become a, a professional Michael Jackson impersonator. Okay. Okay. Right. So he's been doing this legitimately for the past, you know, few months. And you're dealing with that as well. Go. All right, Lars. Um, hey, Dad. Uh, <laughs> oh, wow. I happen to notice that you had a, um, there's there's little bottles of, uh-huh. Of of previously frozen uh, propofol wow. that I found in my bed. Wait, what'd you say? I saw. I was on, I'm on the carousel right now, so I can only hear you. Okay, really if you could three just, seconds. If you could just, just get, I'll try and slow it down. Get 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 down off the carousel. I want to. If you if you have some kind of sleeping problem, come on, whimsical. <laughs> there. Okay, if you just get get off the horse. All I right. know that in in order to fulfill every wish we ever had for you, we've we've built this carousel. And it's been important to me, but I feel like you're losing touch with reality. And if you're having some kind of sleep problem, then I think you can get off it without using the propofol. Well, I don't, you know, it's not about, it's just so many stresses on my life, you know? It's like you're getting so old and gray and mm-hmm. beaten down by life and trying to raise me, right? But you've done such a bad job. Well, no, and I, so I, it's like, you know, so I had to resort to other means. It's like, and then that's also. That's your son, man. But Lars, yeah. but Lars, Lars, I gave you everything, Lars. I tried to give you everything. Like you drew dick shut from up, the walls. Shut up, God. Such a <laughs> pussy. Why don't you shut up? Stop crying. Here, have some propofol. You, oh. Wow. Propofol? Yeah, try it. Open up, open up, open up your mind. He's going down you, that road again. Do, you, Lars, I know we've yeah, had Dad. some difficulty as father and son, but you want to share your bed with me? Let's do it. Let's share a bed. Let's just <laughs> lay down together and have a good night's sleep, and maybe you're Peace maybe maybe any, anything maybe. that happens in that race car stays in that race car. No, no, no. We're not going to do anything of that. I just, oh my gosh. I think that maybe if we take enough He's, propofol in my. My dear wife here, your mother Sarah finds us, and we're both in an internal slumber. It might be best for the both of us. I agree. I'm right. Goodbye, world. Come on, buddy. Let's go have. Okay. Let's go have a good time. Wow. It's life at the Perry house. Yes. So I don't know. I think I'm ready to be a father. I think yeah. I'm good. Yeah. Oh wait, guys, where am I? Well, I saw this drool on my face and wow. strange smells. All right, news. I like turtles. This is uh, this was sent in by listener Lax Dude. Oh, Lax Dude! Hey, Lax Dude! Forest Service may blow up frozen cows in cabin. It may take explosives to dislodge a group of cows that wandered into an old ranger cabin high in the Rocky Mountains, then died and froze solid when they couldn't get out. Oh, oh my goodness! The carcasses were discovered by two Air Force. Uh, Academy cadets when they snowshoot up to the cabin in late March. Rangers believe that the animals sought shelter during a snowstorm and got stuck when they weren't smart enough to find their way out. Wow. They were stuck in the cabin? Yeah. They basically found their way into a cabin and then all the cows couldn't get out. So the cows found shelter from Mm. the elements. Yeah. And so... uh, (laughs) One of the... um, uh, Naval Academy people said, ob- or Naval uh, Air Force Academy said, obviously time is of the essence because we don't want them defrosting. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's some that's some hamburger patty. Because yeah. what, they're they're gonna um, age to perfection, and they're gonna contaminate the local water supply. So the only option is to use explosive to break up the cows, mm-hmm. burn down the cabin, mm-hmm. and use helicopters 
to haul out the remains. That's a badass option. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> So imagine that you have a an, an entire like <laughs> fuck yeah bring in cow team six yeah <laughs> blow it up burn it down <laughs> torch the shit out of it imagine if there were a bunch of frozen dead cows here in this garage like that's you, a theme you can't I mean you can't pick it up right <laughs> no like, you can't that's a theme no <laughs> frozen dead cow cabin themed you, you just gotta blow them up like. There was actually there was a, a photo with this where they showed all the different ways you detonate a cow. Yeah. And evidently there's federally mandated guidelines. How do you do it? Well, you, you stick a couple pieces of dynamite like on the torso of the cow, uh-huh. a couple in the hind regions, mm-hmm. and then they just blow it the fuck up. It's like that whale. Do you ever see the whale that exploded? <laughs> sure, here? Yeah, 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 yeah. And then what happened was they exploded the whale because it was like beached somewhere. And then all the remains fell on some of the cars that were out there uh, and basically... Yep. Laid waste to the cars. Now, I would just cow tip one of, the, <laughs> one of those motherfuckers if I found her in the cabin. Just boom, you know? And then, well, they hit the ground and then they slide back towards you oh, because shit, they are. Scary. Yeah, they're, they're all iced. Last revenge. Yeah. <laughs> but that's got to be a horrible way for the cow to go, you know? It's not fun for any cow. I mean, you know, you want to end up on a farm, you know, ma- making cheese or. Yeah producing milk or something and having a nice life in the central coast of California. You don't mm. want to be you don't want to be stuck in the in the wilderness like that, frozen. Mm. No. You want you want your udders stroked so you can be milked on a daily yeah. basis. That's a bad way to go. It's not the life. So I, I think that um that would be one of the most awesome things to ever watch though, is like exploding cows. Cow explosion. And you get to see their intestines fly everywhere. Mm-hmm. And you get to see eventually after you explode it inside this cabin, it's just like spackled and cow. Yeah, mm. that's right. Speckled and cow. I'm going to leave everybody with a visual. <laughs> to, <laughs> to end today's that show. That's frightening. Uh, many uh, years ago, maybe about seven years ago, my, myself and my buddy Oscar, we were uh, clubbing one night, and we decided to go to a Mexican food place after to enjoy uh, some burritos. Mm. You know, Delicious. Little, before we hit the road, I, sober up, have, have a burrito mm. at a place on La Cienega. I think I see where this is going. And we're waiting in line. And then suddenly, as we're getting ready, I heard what sounded like a gunshot. Large explosion. Mm -hmm. Everybody hits the ground. Wow. Wow. We look up. We realize that what happened was it wasn't a gunshot, but it was a large can of shredded beef was put too close to the the fryer. Oh, no. And it exploded, and it spackled the entirety of the entire Mexican food joint. With shredded beef. You're kidding. And the, 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 the chefs back there were coated in shredded beef. It was about like, you know, a, like 60 ounces of beef were just spread apart oh and all, over, all over the ceiling or whatever. Did you get hit? No, no. Because no, we were right no outside. No shrapnel? It, it all hit against the windows in the place. <laughs> wow. And that's what I figure would happen to the cows. You just have cows all around lining this cabin, mm-hmm. every little part of it. And then you bring in some kind of Tommy Lee Jones-esque military guy goes, Burn this son of a bitch down. <laughs> Blow him up. Set off a quarantine. And so then they, no they, one will know. They put mm. some gasoline around there. Yeah. Flicks a match. Mm-hmm. Turns his back. Walks away. One cow. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> it's always like those people have the stories where their hamster dies and they freeze it and they put it in the freezer and then they bring it out later to, and then it wakes up and it starts walking around. Jesus then, Christ. <laughs> yeah. Well, I like to think. My now son, my gay son, oh, uh, yes. Lars Kenseth. Oh, a, lot went to, a lot went down this show. For doing the show today. 
I'd like to thank Buck Perez. Hey, thank you. For making it through another show. I'd like to thank you guys for listening to the show. Um, any last plugs or anything, Lars? Nope. Mega Boom Radio. That's it. At Lars Kenseth. Enjoy yourselves. Enjoy the week. This is Todd Perry saying, Akbaka, Baka Chuck.